0: From KQED.
1: Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now. Hey y'all, welcome to Right Nowish. I'm your host Pendarvis Harshaw. Coming back after a brief hiatus. Over the past few weeks, we featured the three-part series Searching for a Kiki, produced by the amazing Right Nowish intern Corey Antonio Rose. And we've aired an archival episode of Right Nowish. Featuring the talented filmmaker, Maya Cueva. I'd love to tell you about how I spent time away from the mic, reading, and doing yoga in the park, but uh, that's not what happened. Not at all. I actually spent most of my time scrolling social media, straight couch potato status. While my screen time increased tenfold, so did my appreciation for the art of telling stories via TikTok. Specifically, the work of actor and creator Joshua Neal.
2: Doctor, we have an issue here, Have gentlemen, talk
1: to me. Doctor, she
2: is dying on us and we tried every Jesus. And have you intervened? I can't, Doctor, she's not properly prepped. And once I
1: start, we're on a short clock. Uh, doc- Originally from Union City, now living in Hayward, Joshua is breaking into Hollywood creative circles by posting these short, comedic, overly dramatic skits on social media. He plays every role, writes every line, and edits every video.
2: I like to take any situation and ride it into something, especially if it's relatable. Baby, I'm serious. Like, what's your favorite thing about me? Nah, I mean, I think it's your lack of strength for me. You know, one day I saw your kneecap shaking during squat day and I was like, she's gonna need me to fight her battles in my... (laughs) I,
1: I, I hate you! With hundreds of thousands of views and likes, he's been able to attract the attention of some big industry names, like filmmaker and TV producer Ava DuVernay. It feels good to be noticed.
2: You know, it feels good to have people see your work. That's really the gold of all of this. To have someone like her see my work is amazing. It just, it's a reminder that you're doing it right. Like, people are watching.
1: Coming right up, I bring to you a conversation with Joshua Neal. And an important note, this episode contains references to suicide. So please take care when
0: listening.
1: Let's start where you are now. Okay. Are, are you in Hollywood doing work right now? I'm not in Hollywood doing work right now, but I have
2: done a film okay. in like Baltimore. Uh, thanks to Mac Wild. Shout out to Mac Wild. He, he uh, gave me an opportunity off of social media at the end of like 2020. Okay. So I'm not like in Hollywood. I'm back and forth, but I am finding opportunities as far as film and, you know, collaborating with other creators and stuff like that. That's where I'm at right now. I was just in LA like three days ago. Gotcha, back, back and, and yeah. forth. And so, back and forth,
1: yeah. L.A. back to Hayward? Yep. Why Why Hayward? <laughs> <laughs> I, I add, I, Hayward is not L.A. It isn't,
2: but I mean, now, you know, it's a little bit easier for the opportunities to come to you wherever you are because of social media. So I don't really f- have a reason to be in L.A. right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like I remember when I finally, I booked a national commercial, right? And then I was like, I've made it. Yep. I'm going to buy my mom a ferrari and i'm gonna move to
1: la off one commercial <laughs>
2: exactly yeah. so i made a cool little penny but when i was out there i was doing a lot of the same things that i was doing in the bay which is just waiting for an audition sending in a self-tape you don't really even get the audition in person i guess until around two or three depending right. on you know h- how big of a production they are you know and stuff like that so i was like until i feel like i have to come back to la and do work there then i'll just stay out here and a little bit easier on the pockets. Yep. Shout out to mom and dad. Thank <laughs> you so much for believing in me. My dad will be like, like, like I can be like, yo, dad, I got two hundred thousand followers on TikTok now. He'll be like, oh, that's awesome, man. Like, y- y- you getting paid? And I'll be like, oh, not yet, but I I got a two hundred thousand. He'll be like, oh, that's that's cool. So you still, bro? Nah, you <laughs> know what I mean? but my mom people at church will tell my mom that they watch me on TikTok so she started being funny like saying like now when I go to church I gotta cover my face I don't wanna take no pictures and I'm like "Ah, oh, shut up I like that's great uh, that's but great. yeah
1: my parents there's they're some jokes they're, they're amazing you grew up in the East Bay yeah what was it like where'd you grow up and what was it like
2: I grew up in uh-uh, Union City you know what I'm saying the west side for those of us for, for those who know nah I'm playing um, I grew up in Union City I went to Logan High School I went to James Logan but growing up in Union City was great. It was very diverse. I think it was kind of a bubble, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> even when even when I got around black people, they was like, you're you're weird. Like, where where are you from? And I'd be like, Union City. They'd be like, where is that? And I'd be like, you know, bro, like where Krispy Kremes is and stuff like that. And they'd be like, that wimpy donut shop? And I'm like, yeah, but they're always warm and they're free when the light is on. Like, you should go by there. You know what I mean? Like." <laughs>
1: Joshua left the Krispy Kreme donuts in the East Bay behind and went on to play football for San Francisco City College and then the University of Oklahoma. But he wasn't fulfilled. A natural entertainer and a longtime class clown, after college, Joshua got serious and signed up for acting classes back home in Hayward. While he was there, he also signed with an acting agency, which brought in a few auditions and a small taste of what the industry has to offer. Then he left the agency after making his own connections through social media.
2: For a long time, I didn't want to make content because I didn't want to be seen as a content creator. And I was like, no, I'm going to be doing Shakespeare and I'm an actor, you know, but the pandemic hit and it was like, bro, what are you talking about? Just make it and (laughs) see what happens. You know, I think the cultures are very different. There's social media and then there's the film and TV industry. I think how you're seen is very, very different. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I feel like there is the method. You know, you're just sitting in your self-tape, you're auditioning, but we're in a different day and age now, to where you can be in control of, you can be somewhat in control of your destiny. Like, you don't have to wait around. And I think that instead of reaching out to Hollywood, it's a little better to have Hollywood reach out to you mm. now. And it just depends on where you come from. You know, mm. there's a lot of people that go to, um, you know, they go to actor school, they do their, their uh, what is it called? Their showcase and there's agents that come there and they get picked up straight from that. You know what I mean? Like... But for those of us who I would say kind of don't want to sit still, then it's the best way to market yourself, brand yourself, right. uh, make a living and have them go, oh, we think this guy will be good for this. Because when they approach you with an audition or opportunity, they have an idea already of right. who you are and kind of like the part that you'll fit. So it kind of gives you a little a little extra uh, advantage until michael b jordan comes in and then it's <laughs> but
1: <laughs> but other than
2: that I you know, all these TikToks. yeah but at gotcha. least we can be like i got it i got the audition though you know what i mean yeah. like i was in the building you know when i do these skits or when i write something it's like you know bring the energy Believe in what you're doing and do it because it needs to get done. And then there's other days where I'm like, I'm doing this because I'm really excited about this skit. Those are usually the toxic ones because <laughs> I know they're gonna do numbers. We are in front of the house of Joshua Neal, who is a top player in the game, as he goes through a public breakup. And i seen your close friend Darrell with some nasty little thoughts. What? <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's gonna get the internet talking. This
2: is gonna get the people going.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh man. So and then what happens when you do have that one that you's like, oh, this is gonna be hot. It's gonna get a whole bunch of retweets, mm-hmm. and then it flops.
2: Then that's when you look yourself in the mirror and go, you got too much dip on your chip, <laughs> okay? <laughs> you need to relax. <laughs> a, little, a little too confident. Little You're jealous. too confident. Okay. Um, but I think those are also learning moments. I think it's very important to experience those highs and experience those lows because when you experience those lows, that's where you learn the most. I'll go back to my other skits, older ones that just did crazy numbers because some of my numbers, like, they're good. But in the pandemic, we was all in front of our phones. So the numbers was crazy. Erica Badu, she DM'd me once and was like, this video is hilarious. Yeah. Like the way your brain works.
1: Which video was (laughs) it?
2: Which one was it? (laughs) It might have been... It might have been the brain video, when I go upstairs and my brain's talking to me and I'm like, what did I come up here for? And he's just like, I don't know, The toaster? For what? Your toaster? Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just tell me what I came okay, up here for. Okay, okay, let me think. I got nothing. Can you just, please just I tell told me i I told you, I'm- a toaster. I didn't come up here for a toaster. If you don't know what you came up here for, then how do you know what you came up here for? Was it toast that I needed? Fine, I'll tell you what you needed. Once you go back downstairs... Just tell me what I can't... Just have some mercy! Before I change my mind... <laughs> your phone charger! I think it was that video, and she was like, I like the way your brain works. This is really cool. And I was like,
1: wow. Eric, I do." Did you, like, print out <clears throat> that direct message and, like, hold it? Or you sleep at night? I didn't, no.
2: but I do. Every now and then, I'll go to the inbox just to reread it. You know what I'm saying? Just to be like, wow, if all those fails, Eric Abadu said your stuff is funny. So,
1: I asked Joshua what his goal would be if he were to make it to superstardom, like Issa Rae, who also carved out her path through a web series, and whether he would try to help other people in his community get past some of the Hollywood gatekeeping.
2: You know, for people, you know, who aren't, black not a person of color it's kind of like um there's the opportunity is it's everywhere it's been there so there's not as much pressure to put people on because they're already on or going to get on it's very easy versus one of us makes it out of thousands we're all going to say like oh please so y'all put me like you got to we feel like you're obligated to because of the fact that it's rare for one of us to make it as big as Issa Rae You know what I'm saying? And I'm pretty sure she feels pressure sometimes, too, to be like, okay, I have to, because if you don't, who else is? There'll be another Issa Rae 30 years from now. Being a black man in America, especially a black artist, there is the lack of opportunity. So if I get lucky and blessed enough to get to this level of whatever, stardom, whatever you want to call it, and I have this access of managers and agents and casting directors and people that I can, quote unquote, put on,
1: I'm going to do so. Have you received any messages from people being like, yo, this part s- spoke to me, my experience, my life, and it made you realize, like, the work that oh, you're doing has man. resonance?
2: Yeah. I respond to as many messages as I can. The other day, I had put up a video about just, like, mental health and um, suicide as well. I'm, I'm actually a, i am actually—I attempted suicide a few years ago, um, right before, actually, social media and everything took off. So— You know, I got a lot of messages about that because I think that outside of, you know, just making funny content and everything, life is hard. Life can be a really dark place sometimes for a lot of people. So I feel like with the platform, it's important for me to put out these messages sometime again. Like I said, I feel like we're all living the same life to a certain extent and we all have this mask on. We can all have it on right now and go home and we take that mask off and we're going through something super deep, super, you know, that causes a lot of stress and depression. And when we get around people, we're kind of just, oh, what's up? Like, oh, how you doing? I'm doing good. Blah, blah. You know, so I put up videos like that every now and then to kind of <clears throat> bring people back to surface. Sometimes I feel like people can maybe look at social media people as like they got it made and stuff uh. when really I don't personally. <clears throat> so I like to, you know. Just bring it down to earth sometimes. Let people know that it's like, yo, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm 32. I live with my parents. You know, things just started taking off for me and my acting career a year and a half ago. You know, and I'm still trying to make it. Sometimes I think it's important to just let people know, like, we're really all in this together. We're really all trying to figure it out. Sometimes things aren't what they seem. You know what I'm saying? So I just put that in there every now and then. And I know I can sound so phony the battle really is within yourself (laughs) it really is you're your hardest critic you're always going to say this isn't funny that's not going to do that's not going to you don't know that do it first then find out there's no nothing to be worried about right now there's no failure there's no there's nothing so make something because it can be the greatest thing someone's ever seen i have a saying i always say this
1: worry about it when you get there Joshua, I know what it's like to create in a silo, to put yourself into your work, and then to put that work out to the masses, the, the vulnerability that it takes. And I'm not just talking about the act of crying on screen, but the openness to share your thoughts and your ideas. Hats off to you. And congrats on all the success. For those of you who aren't avidly scrolling through social media, but are interested in Joshua's work, you can find him on TikTok at Neil That's two E's in the... And on Twitter, at Joshua Neal, that's two L's in Neal. And on Instagram, at Joshua Neal, that's also two L's in Neal. Joshua mentioned mental health and suicide, and I wanted to be sure to note that the National Suicide Prevention Number is 1-800-273-8255 or dial 988, and your call will be redirected. Marisol medina Cadena and Steven Roscon are the producers of this episode. Jin Chin and Kiana Mogadam edited this episode. Our engineer is Seal Mother. Justin Ebrahimi and Rhea Garawal are the engagement specialists. Our engagement intern is Ashley Ng. Our production intern is Corey Antonio-Rose. Kiana Mogadam is the senior producer of podcasts. KQED execs are David Marcus, Jin Chin, and Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Pindarvis Harshaw, promising you all that I'm going to get off the couch and out into the world. Soonish. Thank y'all for listening. Take care out there. Peace. Right now is a KQD production. Hey what's up? I'm Pindarvis Harshaw, the host of KQED's Right Nowish Podcast. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.